Hello all, and welcome to Grant Thornton's COVID-19 Technology and Life Sciences Insight Series. I'm your host, Brock McKenzie. With me today is Grant Thornton's National Head of Technology and Life Sciences, Mr. Michael Cunningham. Hi, Brock. It's really great to be here. Michael, I've been looking forward to this for some time, gaining an insight into how COVID-19 has and will impact financial reporting for technology and life sciences companies. This is an area where our partners and staff have been receiving an increasing number of client questions. From your perspective, what do you see as the major issues for 30 June financial reporting? Yes, Brock, we're definitely seeing a significant increase in the number of inquiries from clients. For the technology and life sciences sectors, the major issues will flow from the current capital market environment. The more challenging market conditions are flowing through to the testing requirements associated with carrying values of assets and intangibles and companies' assessment of going concern. No surprises there. Asset carrying values and going concern, typically hot topics every year. Brock, before we dive in, hopefully our listeners have been receiving Grant Thornton alerts for COVID-19, and if not, I would encourage them to visit our COVID-19 dedicated webpage. Thanks for the reminder. I assume our listeners are welcome to reach out to you directly also. Absolutely. Anytime, make contact via LinkedIn or email. So, back to today's topics. Given the significance of asset and intangible carrying values and going concern, it's best we just focus on one, or surely we will run out of time. That makes a lot of sense. Let's direct our attention to going concern. As for all companies, concluding on going concern is central to the basis by which financial report is prepared. Okay, with regard to going concern, where should companies start? As with any financial reporting period, appropriate planning and engagement is critical. This year is going to be a particular challenge. Casting my mind back to the GFC is the most recent comparable period of equivalent financial market disruption I can think of. However, as in the GFC, with appropriate planning and engagement between boards, management and advisors, we expect that companies should be able to reach preliminary conclusions in a timely manner so as to ensure the most efficient financial reporting period process. That having been said, given the ever-changing nature of the current environment, we expect that companies will need to remain ever vigilant right up until they sign the accounts. So, regarding appropriate planning, could you maybe expand on that a bit further? Yes. What is critical is that companies that are dependent on regular capital raises to operate as a going concern may well be find the current period even more difficult. The ASX in response has implemented some temporary changes, including allowing a 25% extra placement capacity. However, in Australia, we've been in lockdown for approximately two months now and companies have felt some real impacts. Technology and life sciences companies need to be as proactive as they ever have been in implementing strategies to preserve cash. For many, even the best laid plans coming into March are either being at best disrupted or deferred, but in many instances completely recast. With all that in mind, more specifically, what are you expecting to say? Cash has and always will be king, and never more so than now. The cash position is front and centre for directors when assessing a company's ability to operate as a going concern. Companies need to be forecasting various scenarios, making sure that they have robust processes in place to adequately respond to material changes in circumstances. 
We are seeing a significant increase in three-way forecasting, catering for short, medium and long-term scenarios. This process of assessing and managing the cash position will include, but not be limited to, considering supply arrangements, price reductions and extensions of payment terms where possible. A number of our clients have been successful in getting rent-free periods or rent reductions on their leases, looking at their workforce and the people structures and shaping them accordingly and getting access to the government stimulus packages here and overseas where possible. Now, unfortunately for pre-revenue companies, the JobKeeper is difficult to access. However, there are other government programs they can access. For those interested in understanding further the state and federal programs available, I direct them to the COVID-19 page on our website, which is most helpful. One very popular source of support remains the R&D incentive program. Could you maybe talk, to the brief, maybe talk briefly in terms of what you're expecting to see from companies? Absolutely. Accessing the R&D incentive involves preparing information as soon as practical and making sure that everything's ready to go. This will mean that the claim lodgement and access to refund is as timely as possible. The R&D paperwork should be largely complete and agreed prior to year end, with early July used for final tidy-up and lodgement. What about other issues? As we know, many early-stage companies have debt instruments in place. That's correct, Brock. Life science and technology companies often rely on an element of debt funding through convertible note structures. Making sure that you are completely across the terms and conditions of those note arrangements and the upcoming conversion features is essential. Engaging in proactive discussions with note holders to ensure that you can extend those terms if required or a refinance is best to occur before year end. Sound advice. That is one of my key takeaways. A lot of actions we are accustomed to seeing during the year-end process need to be undertaken earlier. Could you also provide some thoughts on companies focused on equity raisings? Yes, a number of companies have been able to successfully raise capital prior to this period. So they've got a bit of a war chest, positioning themselves nicely to ride out the storm. However, for those companies that need to raise capital in the coming 12 months, the current environment will remain challenging. They'll need to be engaging with the existing and potential shareholders, articulating their plans and getting their skates on to raise money before signing their financial reports. Michael, that's a lot to digest. I assume all this will lead to additional disclosures around COVID-19 and going concern within the financial statements. Yes, it will. Disclosure assumptions should be realistic and not overly optimistic or pessimistic. However, disclosure on uncertainties, key assumptions and sensitivity analysis will be important for users of financial reports, as well as information and explanations presented in the operating and financial section of the annual report. Thanks, Michael. Some great insights. It's been a pleasure. For those interested in hearing more, Michael and I have a series of follow-up sessions discussing key topics in the lead-up and through the financial reporting period. Goodbye.